Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Spark. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them across the UK. This story was told by Peter. At the Brixton Ritzy. When the theme was interruptions. Okay, so I've come down from Cheshire for this evening, which seems like quite an extreme way of spending five minutes of my day. But hopefully come the end of this presentation, you'll, you'll understand why I've come down here and why for me personally, for people in my position, it could be the most life-changing five minutes of my life. So under the theme of interruption, I guess my, my life itself was interrupted permanently some two, two years ago in September 2016. So I'd, um, I completed an Ironman triathlon in September and by all accounts was as fit and as healthy as I'd ever been. Uh, two days after that, I found myself in the Cancer of Chester Hospital with uh, pneumonia, legionnaires and sepsis, which was kind of unexpected. But, um, you know, after four days of antibiotics, I managed to get over that. Um, four months after that, I got a phone call from my GP to come in and I was 39 years old as I say fitness health as I'd been and uh, he sat me down and uh, told me that I had cancer and it wasn't just any cancer it was something called myeloma which was an incurable form of cancer and subsequent to that uh, that if I was lucky I might have seven years to live so tomorrow being my 41st birthday uh, I'm only have five or six left of those to to enjoy so um, I was quite surprised, you know. I'd I'd played the rules. I'd uh, you know I'd, I'd I'd not done anything too outlandish in my in my childhood, but um, you know it sort of brought everything into question. So um, you know it was it was how I dealt with that. So from my perspective, the, the forty eight hours after that diagnosis was simply the worst, the darkest that I've had. Certainly, certainly you know when you're at night, you've only got yourself and your your own uh, your own thoughts for company. And, um, you know, everything that I built, you know, family, I've got a wife uh, of 10 years, I've got two boys, Max and Seb, and it all suddenly came into, uh, you know, stark perspective. And, and I had to, I had to have a, have a conversation with Jenny, which, you know, I was full of anger, I was full of anxiety. I had so many questions, you know, why me? What had I done, you know, to deserve this? Had I, had I had too many kebabs as a student, you know, was it mobile phones? Or did my parents take me swinging in, you know, disused nuclear plants? You know, you just, all these things you saw like you're just flashing around your head and it just seemed so unjust, you know, why me? And, um, you know, I was getting nowhere. There was certainly, you know, it felt the only way I can describe it, it was as if I was in a, in a whirlpool of this negative thinking and I was being dragged to the center. 
And it was my thinking that was dragging me to the centre, you know, and so all these, all these questions with very irrelevant answers were not getting me anywhere. So I, I, I won't lie to you, I got to a stage where, and I've, I've got friends here this evening who can testify to this, I, I, I pretty much, you know, for a while there, I almost lost my mind with this. It was just, I didn't understand it. And then I had to make a choice. And that choice was, how am I going to live the rest of my life, you know, if this is the way it's going to be? I can either continue to descend into this spiral or I can be proactive and make a choice to what I'm going to do with my time. And that's what I tried to do. So I, I spent time understanding what having myeloma would mean, what having cancer would actually mean. And, you know, I started to learn so much about it, the things that I, I, everyone knows someone who has cancer or someone who's been exposed to it, but until you're there, you really ask those questions. So I found out that for people, myeloma, speak to what I have, you know, every 20 minutes, somebody somewhere will get diagnosed with a blood cancer. I just, it's, it's astonishing. I won't, I won't ask you to stand up, but if you just contemplate the numbers in the room today, if there's an imaginary line right there, one in two people, unfortunately, are going to find themselves exposed to cancer at some times in their life. And I'm, it, it astonishes me when I think about that, because if it was called Ebola or bird flu, that's of epidemic proportions. And yet, you know, you don't hear about government task forces fighting these things. Lots of charities, lots of amazing work done. But, you know, this is the sort of thing which um, is hitting people so often. And I think it's at that point that I started to, to look at my own situation. And I'm not playing anything down. It, I, was, I, I still struggle with it to this day. But you understand it's not... It's just not you. And, and all my thinking, all my questions were very insular. They were very, they were very self-centered and they were not leading me anywhere apart from back to that whirlpool of negativity. So I, um, I had a choice. I had a choice to make and um, I had to ask a really hard question. All the other questions that were flying around, the why me, they meant, they, they took you to a dead end. They were dead questions. There's only one question that I had to really ask myself and, and answer at the same time. And it wasn't why me, it was why not me. You know, I may have been 39, but, you know, I'm not immune from the harsh realities of the world. And um, bizarrely, when I asked myself that question and I actually directly answered it, it was, it was like there was a cathartic weight released when you started to acknowledge and accept these sort of things. And uh, I found myself able to focus a lot more on what, what I really had to focus on. And that focus from that particular point there was, what am I going to do with my time? What are my choices? And what is actually within my control? So at that particular point, I then had to decide what was in my control. And I decided that I was going to attack as much as possible. Now, my doctor told me that if I get through the next seven years, I'll have done very well. But there is hope. And that's what brings me here today. And this is why this is a story about interruption, but it's also a, 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 I'm reaching out to each and every one of you in this room for your assistance and help as well. So in September, um, I, I started a campaign called 10,000 Donors. And I'll come to that in a minute. But the hope for me and for people like me um, rest in stem cell technology. So if you don't know what stem cells are, you've all got millions of them flying around your body at the moment. They are the precursors to all cells in your body. So if I can find myself a genetic match, a stem cell match, the, the chance of me smashing that seven years are immeasurable. I just have to find that person. Now in the UK alone at the moment, only 2% of people in the UK are on that particular register, which is very low, but it gives me great hope of being able to you know, find more people. Hence the reason why I'm here today. My campaign, 10,000 Donors, is all about getting 10,000 people on that register. And we started in September, and already we've got over 5,000 people. But more importantly, we've got four matches for people. That's four lives saved already. So my ask of you this evening is, if you can find it within yourselves, check out the 10,000donors.com website. And if you can, register. It's free. There are no needles. It costs you nothing. There's even a prepaid envelope to return the swabs you do to send it back. And then you're on there. 
If you can't do that, and I understand I'm not strong-arming anybody, but please tell people that you know who might be interested in doing it because there are lives to be saved every single day, you know, not just mine, I have people out there. But I guess in close, I can't force anyone to do anything. And if you don't want to tell anyone, you don't want to sign up, that's absolutely fine. But if there's one thing I've learned since the doctor basically expedited the time, you know, on my head, we've all got a clock ticking, but, you know, mine is just ticking a bit quicker. Take a moment to think about who's important in your life. It might be a person, it might be a, a dog or a cat. Just let them know as often as you can in little ways that they do, how much they mean to you, because you don't want to risk that time ticking away and those people not really appreciating what you genuinely think of them. If that's one thing I've taken away from my diagnosis, that's what I try and do on a regular basis. People at Spark, thank you very much for organising this evening, inviting um, well me down to come and speak to you all. To you all here, please check out 10,000donors.com if you can find it within yourselves to register. Amazing. Um, but listen, this is a wonderful event. Thank you for listening and uh, I wish you all a lovely evening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Spark True Stories. If you love what we do, please help us spread the word by leaving us a review on iTunes. For more true stories and to see a live event, head to stories.co.uk. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.